0: The Gamecocks have been recruiting some top-notch talent over the past couple years, but as evidenced by what's happened at the Reese's Senior Bowl this week, they're also churning out top-notch talent as well. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also the lead staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on si.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And before we get on into today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, I want to let y'all know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked today to get started. As I alluded to at the beginning of the show. The Gamecocks been doing quite well on the recruiting trail course in recent weeks. And, and as we continue on with this show, I'll get back on to South Carolina's recruiting efforts on the football front in just a little bit. But before we get into that, we got to talk about some of the guys that have worn the garnet and black threads that have played for the South Carolina Gamecocks over the past few years. And I'm talking about Darius Rush and Zach Pickens and what they've been doing at practice for the Reese's Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama this week. Because what they're both doing right now is showing that South Carolina is not just making noise in terms of the college football season or the recruiting world, but they're also now making noise in terms of the development of the players that they actually have within their program as they prepare for the NFL draft in the next stage of their football career. And the thing is, this is quite important because I want you to think about something. South Carolina, of course, if you want to be able to compete with some of the heavyweights in college football, you got to be able to bring in the talent to go up against teams like an Alabama, like a Georgia, like an Ohio State, like a Michigan, and other programs out there as well. And obviously, that's step one of the entire process. You're not going to get anywhere if you're not recruiting well. But there is another component to the entire equation when you are trying to reach that sort of proverbial mountaintop. And that is the fact that you still have to also be able to develop said talent. And the thing is, Darius Rush and Zach Pickens are two great examples now of what South Carolina's football staff currently is doing in this regard. Because think about this, Zach Pickens came in as a highly touted five-star in the 2019 recruiting cycle, right? He played sparsely as a true freshman, did not start, but sort of rotated in here and there. 2020, the COVID pandemic season, obviously, was tough on everyone for a lot of reasons. He got more playing time, still wasn't a starter. 2021, Shane first year in Columbia. You got a new defensive line coach, two different coaches, with the interior being coached by Jimmy Lindsey. Zach Pickens becomes a starter for the first time ever, and he winds up going on to have... Two of the better seasons of his career and showing progression in both rush defense, pass defense, and quite frankly, also team leadership. Really taking some of the guys under his wing in that defensive line unit. And that's stuff that's going to be noted by pro scouts. And then you look at Darius Rush, his story is even more incredible. He was a triple option high school quarterback when he was recruited to South Carolina. His first couple years he spent at wide receiver and really truthfully just didn't see the field a whole lot. While he was at that position, he then got converted to defensive back leading into the 2020 season. Will Muschamp, of course, was fired. The whole staff was scrapped. Bring in Torian Gray. And in 2021, Darius Rush all of a sudden finds himself now being a starter in that secondary And yes, at the beginning, he had sort of his up and down moments. He had issues with his consistency on the field. But as he progressed throughout 2021 and then played the 2022 season, Darius Rush became a reliable second corner on this defense. And a lot of that credit, in my opinion, should go to Torian Gray along with Darius Rush and the obvious work ethic that he has. I say all that to say this, both of these guys are now showcasing that in front of some of the coaches and scouts that are associated with the highest level of football on planet Earth in the NFL. Let's talk about Darius Rush first. I got a couple quotes here from some ESPN NFL draft analysts. Firstly, from Matt Miller, who on day two, which was Wednesday, said this about Darius Rush. Quote, The big cornerback is in vogue in the NFL, and South Carolina's Darius Rush fits the bill. He made several impressive plays on the ball during one on one drills and was buried on my board as a potential midday three player before Mobile. But his play through two days looks more like that of a top 120 pick at a premium position in the cornerback spot. And he has the tools to be a good cornerback number two in the NFL. And then you have Jordan Reed, who's also an ESPN NFL draft analyst. And this is what he had to say from his performance in Thursday's practice, that being Darius Rush's. Quote, Rush has been the biggest eye-opener for me this week. His read and react skills have suffocated wideouts on routes, recorded two interceptions on Thursday as well. After being perhaps the most consistent defensive back in Mobile this week, Rush is going to rise into the Top 100 discussion. Heading into mobile heading into these practices rush again for the most part was considered to be probably a late day three pick that's like round six round seven that basically means you're fighting for a roster spot quite frankly the fact that darius rush has not even played the reese's senior bowl itself yet, and he's already worked himself into the conversation of being a potential day two pick, he's had that good of a week. I highly recommend you go look at some videos on Twitter, on social media, just go search him up and what he's been doing. He has been doing so great in Alabama so far this week. And by the way, to just put a cherry on top of his performance this week, he's also recorded the fastest speed up to this point in practice. He did it as a special teams gunner, and he was recorded at 21.65 miles per hour. That is definitely moving down the field. Now, Zach Pickens has also done well this week. He has been named by multiple people that have been in attendance for these practices as a winner or standout in both Tuesday's and Thursday's practice. He has showcased his power, his high motor, and also his hand movement and pass pro drills going through one-on-ones against opposing offensive linemen. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, who is a defensive-minded head coach and obviously has been the definition of stability in the NFL as far as head coaches are concerned, he watched Zach Pickens personally go through one of his drills on Tuesday, which I think tells you that, uh, yeah, there's certainly some coaches out there with a lot of respect and cachet, by the way, that really like Zach Pickens. And he's been noted by some beat writers from the Steelers media circle and the New York Giants media circle as someone that should maybe be targeted or someone that the fans will need to watch once the NFL draft officially arrives. So in terms of South Carolina's football program, what Zach Pickens and Darius Rush have both shown down in Alabama this week is is that South Carolina's coaching staff isn't just good at recruiting. They're also good in terms of the development side of things. And that's something that, again, programs like Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State, they can point to both of those factors. If South Carolina wants to reach that sort of level a couple years down the road, they've got to show proof of concept in the development side of things. And this is a great start with how these two have performed. By the way, quick side note before we move on. Former Gamecock offensive guard Javon Gwynn, he already has competed in one All-Star game in the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, which happened just literally this past Saturday. Yeah, he happened to do so well, it seems, that he also got an invite to the Reese's Senior Bowl and accepted it. So now he's going to take part in this game that will be taking place at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday afternoon live On the NFL network. So, congrats to those guys doing a great job down there and definitely representing South Carolina's football program in a fantastic way. Now, getting back to some recruiting because it's been the word thrown around Columbia a lot the last few days recruiting. It's what the staff has been doing so well. And this may be continuing on Friday afternoon as Mazio Bennett is soon to be making his decision. How did it all come down and what's sort of the pulse around this entire recruitment as we get closer to this announcement. We're going to dive into all that in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, the NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our brand new sports betting partner for locked on in FanDuel. They are the number one sports book in America because they have so many great features that make betting on sports both fun and easy. With your favorite bets, such as the money line, point spreads, and player props all available. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnCollege. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked on Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Thank you for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, where you'll find everything you need to know about college basketball in just one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Mazio Bennett is going to be making his college decision in just a couple of hours. Of course, depending on whenever you are listening or watching today's show. But Bennett, on Thursday, tweeted out the following tweet, 2-3 at 12 p.m., basically meaning February 3rd at 12 p.m. And obviously, he left a little bit to be desired in terms of what this tweet exactly meant. But for those of you who have been following this recruitment quite closely for the last several weeks or months, then you could probably gather pretty quickly that, um, This was meant as an announcement that, hey, I'm getting ready to make my final decision. And this was later confirmed by Chris Clark of Gamecock Central that this indeed is a time being given for a college decision by Mazio Bennett. Now, in terms of the general feel regarding this entire recruitment and how it's winding down to the very end... It seems like that the Southcon Gamecocks are in a really good position here to get another blue chip prospect based on what's happened in this recruitment. And of course, we've talked about this already earlier in the week, but just to sort of recap all that information real quickly Southcon has got nine visits total from Maisie O'Bennett. That is the most by far out of any team that has offered him up to this point in the process. He also reportedly visited last weekend, and this was after he was supposed to visit Florida State. And this led to a 24-7 sports analyst that covers the Florida State Seminoles logging in a crystal ball prediction for the Gamecocks not long after this all took place. He also happened to visit South Carolina the very weekend after he had decommitted from the Tennessee Volunteers back in early December. So, again, just based on everything that's happened the past couple months, It would be an absolute shocker, quite frankly, if Maisie O'Bennett ends up going anywhere else but South Carolina. South Carolina's coaching staff has been in on this kid for quite some time now. Justin Stepp is a primary recruiter here, obviously because Maisie O'Bennett is going to be playing wide receiver at the collegiate level, and we've talked about this before as well. Justin Stepp is renowned in the industry for his effort and how much he really builds his relationships. He is essentially, in terms of the recruiting aspect, the perfect coach to be on Shane Beamer's staff because he gets it with recruiting. He does not let off the gas pedal, and he truthfully tries to get to know the person beyond just the football player. He checks in and asks about his family. He checks in and asks about how everything else is going in his life, schoolwork, his just life in general, all of those facets. He cares about each and every single one of those. And admittedly, for a while during this past season, it did sort of seem like that South Carolina had fallen back a little bit in this recruitment. And I'll dive into maybe one of the reasons why I think that was the case. If Maisie Bennett winds up committing to the Gamecocks later this afternoon. But to say that the South Carolina Gamecocks need to get Maisie O'Bennett would uh, would be an understatement here. This is a recruitment that, quite frankly, from the onset, I think, was identified as one by the fans and multiple people. That is one that South Carolina cannot lose. They cannot afford to have Bennett go elsewhere. On a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do they need to get Maisie Bennett? I would say it's a 15, because here's the thing. We talked about this as well. They've got five veteran wide receivers that are expected to leave after the 2023 season, and that is, of course, assuming that Antoine Juice Wells is going to end up moving on to the NFL after 2023. They're also losing guys like Xavier Leggett, the carry-on joiner, an Amarian Brown, and an Eddie Lewis. That is a mass exodus in terms of college football playing experience right there. So it is imperative that South Carolina get some players at the wide receiver position. O' Bennett is obviously priority number one, more than likely, in terms of their recruiting board at that spot. And again, I feel pretty good about where the Gamecocks are standing in this recruitment at this moment in time. So again, he is going to be announcing, probably more likely on social media, at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time later today, so be on the lookout for that, and I'm going to be sure to have a reaction to this, again, should he commit to the Gamecocks as expected. Now, South Carolina did take the hardwood for a women's basketball game last night, as they played the second matchup of the season against the Kentucky Wildcats, and While they ended up winning the game at the end, there are some concerns that I have about this team coming out of last night. And we're going to dive into just what those concerns might be in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat? Maybe you're looking for a new protein bar to just sort of spice things up a little bit. You're getting sick and tired of using the same old protein powder that you always get from the store, that generic stuff that you put in a shake, and you're having to try to figure out all these different components. Should I use milk? Should I use water? Do I need to add any other stuff to actually make it taste good? If you're running into those kind of problems, let me give you a simple solution. Go get Built Bar. Built Bars are healthy. They're extremely enjoyable, covered in 100% real chocolate, and get this. They don't just have vanilla bean and chocolate and strawberry and cookies and cream. They have got a plethora of options for you to choose from. They're also only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and they include still a whopping 17 grams of protein. And the best part about Built Bar right now is that they're now available in both Walmart and Sam's Club. So if you are at Walmart, go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a 4-bar box that includes cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you go to Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box that includes both brownie batter and churro. I promise you, when you try Built Bar, you are not going to turn back to that same old stale protein powder that you've been getting for all these years ever again. Built Bar is the best protein bar out there, and Built Bar is also where tasty is the new healthy. Welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Don Stanley and the women's basketball team took on the Kentucky Wildcats on Thursday night. And they ended up winning the game by a final score of 87-69. to 69, Their 28th straight victory, dating all the way back to last season. So the Gamecocks remain undefeated. They are now 23-0 as they're getting set to take on one of the toughest opponents that they will undoubtedly face all season long in the UConn Huskies on Sunday, which again, I plan to do a preview for later on this weekend. But let's talk about the game that took place last night, because here's the thing. If you just look at the scoreboard and you see South Carolina won this game still by 18 points, you would still probably say, okay, maybe it's not the typical eye that we usually see from this team, but it seems like that they still got the job done at the end of the day. So you know, there's no reason for concern. They, they got past the Kentucky game, so let's go look ahead to the UConn game. I don't think that we can do that because I've got one real main question coming out of this game, which is, are the Gamecocks in a funk right now? Because the thing is, if you look at the last couple games they've played, that very well could be the case. When you look at the Alabama game, Yes, South Carolina still won by 13 points on the road against the Crimson Tide. And anytime you can win a road game by double digits in your conference in basketball, you will take that nine times out of ten. But the thing is, South Carolina's starting lineup struggled against Alabama. And if the Gamecocks, of course, are going to win the national championship... As deep as the bench is, it cannot be because, say, Breed Beal, Johnson, and all these other players who are talented but not really experienced for the moment are having to go out there and fill in the void, so to speak. That's sort of what happened against Alabama. Alabama also had success spreading the floor on offense and opening up driving lanes to get to the basket, which they converted on some of their attempts, and they also drew some fouls against front frontcourt. I mentioned this after the game South Carolina, quite frankly, was very fortunate that a lot of the foul calls were spread out amongst their front court. They never had anyone that got into real serious foul trouble, which, you know, obviously fouls are something that, especially in a college basketball game where the officiating might sometimes be inconsistent, can change the entire trajectory of a game. And so. Honestly and truthfully, the main objective for that kind of situation has to be you don't want to dare put yourself in that spot. And South Carolina was kind of fortunate that that didn't happen to them on Sunday. The bench did end up stepping up in this game, thankfully, for the Gamecocks, as Bree Bill and Raven Johnson did pick up a lot of the slack. Bree Bill scored a career-high 18 points, and Raven Johnson continued to, as I've put it multiple times now, orchestrate this offense like an absolute maestro. She is a complete floor general, and is someone that I think really does open up this offense a lot more when she's out there because of her court vision and her ability to see open shots and really good situations for her teammates before they even see it. So there were some positives. But there were also some negatives. And the thing was, they were coming off a bye week. So maybe you could just chalk it up to they were a little bit rusty. But Thursday night's game against Kentucky. South Carolina missed a lot of first chance shots in this game. Which was honestly something that you also saw against the Crimson Tide earlier this week. And the thing was, South Carolina, again, they won by 18 points. But this game was a lot closer than people would realize. With 5.22 left in the third quarter... The Gamecocks were only up by six points against the Wildcats, a team that, yes, has been competitive this season. They've lost some close games. They actually were one of only two teams last year that defeated the Gamecocks. They won the SEC Conference Tournament title. Here's the thing. Kentucky is not that great of a basketball team. They are 10-12 and 12 at this point. They have won, I think, two out of their 10 conference games. No matter how close some of those games have been, if you can't win any close games, then you're not really a great team, and so South Carolina, you know, they were letting Kentucky hang around some in this game, and the thing was, this was probably because they were turning over the ball a lot, they had 18 turnovers last night, which has been something that has been cleaned up, honestly, a ton this season by the Gamecocks, but it sort of resurfaced as an old issue last night. They also only shot 2 of 12 from the three-point line, and again, South Carolina's bread and butter as long as, of course, Leah Boston is in town, is going to be going into the front court, getting down to the low block, trying to feed the ball inside, and just let her and all the other players in the front court go to work. That is understandable, but the Gamecocks, honestly, they going two for twelve. That's something that can catch up to you in a game against a much better opponent. And so, for South Carolina right now, by their definition, for what they have done the last couple of years, they're somewhat scraping by. Honestly, against teams that are not the best teams they're going to play on the schedule throughout the rest of this slate. Because here's the thing. They still got some tough road games that they've got to play. They're playing in Connecticut on Sunday. Connecticut might be down. They might not be as deep of a basketball team as the Gamecocks. But I guarantee you that arena is going to be sold out. They're going to be loud. It's going to be one of the toughest games they've played all year simply because of the environment that they're going to be in front of. Then they got to play LSU, who... Yeah, might be a little bit of a fool's gold team, honestly, might be a little bit fortunate at this point that they are still undefeated, but nonetheless, you have to respect the fact they've got a zero in the loss column right now. They got one of the better players in college basketball in Angel Reese. And then you got to play at Ole Miss, which has got a younger coaching staff, but as a team that, quite frankly, has taken a ton of steps forward in the last several years over there in Oxford. And then you got to play at Tennessee. And again, it might not be the Tennessee of old, but Tennessee is still a formidable foe in this conference when it comes to women's college basketball. You cannot overlook the volunteers, especially if you're going to be playing them in Knoxville. So for South Carolina... You could maybe say that the bye week has sort of thrown them into a funk. You could maybe say that maybe they've been looking ahead a little bit. Maybe they've been looking ahead to the UConn game. And you know something? If they go out there and they beat UConn by like 20 plus points, which don't be wrong. There is a possibility that that could happen because this team is that talented. And when they are rolling, they can't beat opponents even if they're as good as UConn by that big of a margin. If they do that, then obviously I'm clearly overblowing this a little bit. But I really do believe that there are some legitimate concerns here with this basketball team right now. The good news is this is not their main goal to go undefeated. As great as that would be in terms of accomplishments, this team, their main goal is to win another national title. And they got some time to correct some of these mistakes. But there are mistakes that do need to be noted. And it'll be interesting to see how this team sort of responds in the next few games. Games in which are going to be against, again, some of the best competition that they've played up to this point. In the season, so that's going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, what are your thoughts on Darius Rush and Zach Pickens and what all they've done down in Mobile? For the Reese's Senior Bowl up to this point, what are your thoughts on Mazio Bennett's recruitment coming down to the wire here? Do you think that it's a shoe when the game packs are going to land the in-state prospect? And also, if you watched last night's women's basketball game or the last couple games, do you think that there are some issues there right now? Or again, do you think that I'm overblowing this? Whatever your opinion may be, let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message at line underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. And once again, don't forget to make Lockdown College Basketball your second listen or watch now that you have watched or listened to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. But once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Friday and a fantastic weekend. And I will catch y'all on the next show or reaction of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.